Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 6, I believe. This is AJ, I'm Todd, bringing it to you not live. Not live. That's what I said. So, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, come at you. <laughs> so, again, I like to give public service announcements ahead of time. I have not felt well. Hmm. So, what I'm really doing is giving an excuse if I say something odd <laughs> or I start blinking because my eyes have been twitching. So, that's hmm. it. Still game. Let's get it done. All right. Yeah. So how you been, man? I'm doing well. I'm really excited for uh, this episode. We've got some uh, pretty cool questions here on the cards and on my phone. So I hope you guys are watching, and I hope you guys get some out of it. Yeah, if they're seeing it, they're probably watching. <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him. All right. Here we go. So uh, you want to start with serious or non-serious? Uh -huh. So. We usually start with serious, do you correct? Non-serious. Sure. Should we explain this in case people aren't watching? Think they know by now how this works. Real talk. Essentially, this is two guys having real talk, talking about questions from the Bible, about us. Um, yeah, that's the gist of it. We don't promise that these are always going to be, you know, the right answers, but we hope that if nothing else, it drives you to Scripture and drives you to find the answers that you're looking for. Sound good? Reasonable? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, so we're going? Yep, so first question I have for you is, if animals can talk, which one do you think would be the rudest? Easy, orca. <laughs> you want to give the viewers Explain, an Yeah, sure. Orcas are the most evil animal that, that swim the face of the earth. Um, yeah, that seems simple to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, want more info, I can tell you sometime, but they're evil. Well, they're smart. That just means they're more evil because the things they do are thought out. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to get an animal activist group that's going to <laughs> say something. <laughs> if animals can talk, which one would be the rudest? Um, I feel like a monkey would be a real jerk. Yeah, they would. Yeah. They would. Monkeys are kind of jerks. <laughs> feel like... They throw poop at you. Yeah, and, and like... And, and they think, mock you. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like they already Have they ever mocked you from the zoo? No. Oh, yeah, I've been mocked by a monkey. Exactly. Now imagine being able to verbally abuse you. <laughs> while <they're doing> it. <laughs> like they're already like making like a weird like, like oh, oh, oh. yeah. You, no, <laughs> you can't hang from your arms. Yeah. And then, then just imagine them be like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't. And we can't get to them. Uh, uh, this is the worst episode we've ever had. All right. Here we go. Question for this one's a. I always consider this an in between. Okay. It's pretty serious. It's not biblical, but I think it's a good question to talk okay. about. What would you consider to be a waste of your own life? Hmm. You look back in your life and you're like, man, this if, if, if this is a waste, this would be a waste of my life. Um, I think if you were, if you're not goal-oriented in a sense, like I feel like, you know, there's always like an overall, I think people... For you, this is for you, AJ, not for humans. Okay. Um, not saying that's not true, just making sure. Sure, sure. So, like, when you sit and think for you, what would be a waste of your life? Um, not doing what I think I'm meant to do. What's that? Uh, that would be uh, using my my passion with music to spread the word of God. Mm, that's good, man. Yeah. Um, so that really, that really, like, if there's anything that eats at me because I'm not doing anything, it's that. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, when you set a goal... And this is just for me, like when I like talk to myself, like if if you're not taking any steps, like you know, you, like if you have like an idea and then you just don't ever like and that's been most of my life. Like mm -hmm. I come up with an idea 
like, you know, try to take any steps to actually move towards it, that's frustrating and that does feel like a waste. Mm -hmm. um, no, that makes sense. And, and really, anything I really did before I was a believer, I would, you know, that, that was all empty anyway, so that can seem like a waste, even though, like, even though, like, it all, like, led to where I am now, like, it, it can still kind of, like, oh, well, that didn't really seem like anything yeah. that was for any good, yeah. you know, and if anything's not good, why would... Why, what does it matter? Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think I would agree with you on the, on the, on the spiritual level as a believer. Yeah. You know, not living a life of meaning, so not doing what God told me to do, love people, tell people about Jesus. You know, can you imagine going before Jesus someday and not having him, like we talked about this earlier, having him, I had a good talk with a friend, <laughs> David, who brought this up, and I think it's really a good point when he said, you know, imagine Jesus not saying, well done, good and faithful servant, to you, when he has said it to other people. On a, on a kind of along with that for me, <laughs> I think it's really sad when people just exist. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah, I really do think there's something to that, to where you could be alive but not be living. Um, you know, and it really makes me sad to to just go to work, eat, sleep, repeat for the rest of your life and yeah. not and not live, you know? And so I try to make I don't know, I, I would hate to do that. I get really sad thinking about that, but there's people that maybe, you know, that have been blessed to live eighty plus years and they look back and they have that moment of realization. Yeah. Of, what have I What have I done? Or what have I haven't done? You know. Anyway. Yeah. That's that's definitely one of my biggest fears is waking up and <coughs> being at that age and like like I I didn't do this I didn't do this I didn't do this but I could have. Yeah. You know. It's that whole saying of like you don't remember the things. What is it? Mistakes you made. You remember the things you didn't do or something. It's mm -hmm. way more cool sounding than what I just said. But. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Your, is it your go? Yeah, it's your go. Let me pull up one of the questions from the phone here. Okay. Yep. If Christianity's main appeal is salvation from hell, isn't it a religion of fear? Uh, isn't it a religion of fear? I don't know. I think that question is kind of set up to try to get me to answer it a certain way. Mm -hmm. When the truth is... Um, I, I, I don't I guess I don't see that uh, I think first of all I think salvation is more than than just being saved from hell right hell is the result of not being saved it's not really the other way around if that makes sense so hell is a byproduct of not being united with your creator and being in a relationship and, and doing what you were made to do um, and being separate from God which is what we choose Right? When we when we choose our way, we choose sin and all that. So I guess in and, in and of itself, right off the bat, that's what I think. I, I think that that question is sort of set up wrong. Um, and, and in fact, I think it's the opposite. I think it's a religion to save you from fear. It's not yeah, saying, you know, right. it's like, hey, you're going here. This is where you're headed. Right. On your natural path, if you change nothing, this is where you're headed. And God says, I want to save you. So if anything, it's a religion of hope. Yeah, right. right. Does that make sense? No, I, I agree with you because, like, I feel like you know when you when you dive in, you know, into scripture, I feel like it talks more about the, you know the positive side of being like a part of this. Like it's more like, um, you know, like I give life to live to the fullest. Yeah, man. You know, it's not you know like obviously they still give us like you know 
Hell's real. Exactly. And yeah. like, like, of course, we need to acknowledge that, you know, to realize how lucky we are, mm. you know, and how blessed we are. But, you know, I think for the most part, it's, it's like you said, it's the other way around. It's, 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 a, it's a faith of hope. It's hope. Yeah. You know? It's being made whole. And I don't think, we, you know, people don't, oftentimes, people that say things like this, they've never heard the, the full gospel or the real gospel, or they don't get it. It's not just like, uh, if you don't do this, you're going to hell. It is, you are already headed here. God wants to save you from that by making you whole. See what I'm saying? It's not just like how, it, it's almost cruel to think that, yeah, he just takes you as you are and then takes you if you do these certain things. And that's almost what this sounds like. If you can live up to this certain standard, then he'll put you off this path, put it here, but you're still going to be miserable and you're still going to be broken, and you're still going to be exactly where you were. It's just now you don't have to worry about burning eternally after you die. Even though if that were all it was, that would still be good. But no, God says, I'm going to take you. I'm going to change you back into what you were supposed to be. I'm going to fill that emptiness inside of you. I'm going to heal all the broken areas in you. I'm going to turn you and grow you into what you were meant to be. Oh, and by the way, because of that, you will never have to go to this place and be separate from me. That isn't fear at all. You know, it's like hope and exactly. oh, awesome. You don't even think about the fear in a way. You know. Now, so I still think if someone is headed to a towards a cliff, mm -hmm. it's not me trying to scare them to say, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't walk off the cliff." Yeah, that, it's complete opposite. That's what I'm saying. The question is kind of odd. Yeah, a little bit. No, I agree with you 100. I think that's good. I hope that answers. Yeah. Answers yeah. Sorry if our energy is a little low. I'm sick. You, know, yeah. you just aren't happy. <laughs> I'm just not yeah, happy. Just kidding. <laughs> Alright, you mean to go? Yep. Alright. <laughs> oh, let me find it. I got some on my phone too. Uh, here it is. Why is it important to have a strong connection with other believers? And then they kind of give this quote that people go by. God and I are fine by ourselves, right? Hmm. So why is it important to have a strong connection with other believers? I think we, as humans, we rely so much on the world, and in that sense, I think, <coughs> you know, we can't be alone, because, you know, if we try to base it off just, like, us, and, and just, like, if we try to base our life off a relationship with literally just us and God, we tend to fall, we fall away from that, right? I think, you know, it's it's so vital that, that we do surround ourselves with people, because without them, we tend to, you know, it even says, like, like man's not good by himself, like, mm -hmm. you know, go back to scripture, you know, and, um, I think, no, I think that's really good, I think what you said yeah. earlier on in that's a big part of it too, so the cultures around us, we're surrounded, we are vastly outnumbered, mm -hmm. um, by a culture that rejects God, yeah. that pushes us to reject God, that pushes us to be our own God, or to idolize something else, so, um, I think you said that earlier. It's not that we need other people to be saved, but we need other people to remind us of truth. We need other people to um, hold us accountable at times, yeah. right? Because we're, like you said earlier, we're we're just so susceptible yes. to our surroundings. So, what do you surround yourself with? If you're surrounding yourself with other people that aren't believers, well, clearly you're going to struggle. Absolutely. Right. If you let's say you're some 
a little strange isolationist and you have a job where you're like no one you sit in a room alone guess what you're still stuck with yourself you're not perfect mm -hmm. and you know I always tell people for me I don't know about you but sometimes the worst place for me to be is in my own yeah, head same. Yep. I, I go down some you know dark places or condemnation all that stuff so I would agree with you and I think scripture is pretty clear iron sharpens iron um, you know just we, we are influenced by what we surround ourselves with mm -hmm. and I think that's why God God knows that, and that's why he told us, you know, that we need to, to meet together. We need to carry each other's burdens. We need to rejoice when we rejoice and weep when we weep, you know. We need each other. So, yeah, I think it's really important. That's good. All right. Here we go. Okay. Would you rather go into the past and meet your relatives that have passed or go into the future and meet your family that hasn't been born yet? Well, since I don't know anything about the people that are going to come, mm -hmm. I think I would go to the past. Hmm. Meet old George Washington Blanton. This is a real person. That, I did Ancestry.com. True story. I have some ancient ancestor back in however long. His name's George Washington Blanton. And from what I saw... I don't know how I know this, but he served under George Washington. He was. And then they named, the guy, the dad did, and then named his kid that. They're telling you the truth. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> See what old George is up to. Old George. Man. Um, that's a tough one. When I first saw it, by the way, I was so excited. I was like, I'm related to the first president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. I'm related to George Washington. And then I realized quickly. <laughs> Dude, I was so excited. Oh, my God. Which would you choose? Um, man, that's tough. Dead air, remember? I think I would... I don't know. I've always envisioned myself like like I'm a family guy. Like, I love to... I love you come across that way. For real. Yeah. yeah. Genuine. And so I think I would. I would love to go to the future just to see what it would look like. You know? See a little... Todrick Knoll. <laughs> Did you say Todrick? <laughs> <laughs> Little Todrick Knoll running around. Yep. <sighs> this is happening. I guess he'd be older, man, because he's little. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so you know, I've always been a family-oriented guy, and I've always thought, like, like, even when I was younger, like, I just like I knew I wanted kids, and I wanted to have a family. So I think I, I would definitely be a little more interested in like seeing what that would look like. Yeah. You know. No, I definitely see the appeal of that too. Yes, and like, man, I don't know. No, man, I love it. I genuinely do. I joke a lot, but I do love that. I respect that. My go, huh? Yep. Um, this is one I think, I know we've talked about this before, at mm -hmm. least talked about it in, um, in other terms, but it keeps coming up because I think it's something we all struggle with. How do you handle shame when you believe that God forgives you, but people won't let it go? I think that's something that it's really well for me personally. I, mean, I I struggle with that because, you know, taking into account of you know when people like like won't forgive you for it mm -hmm. and you feel that shame. I I mean I struggle with that or even myself. Mm -hmm. So like uh, you just have to cling to what God tells you. Uh, preach. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah, you have to cling. You know that you have to cling on to that He says, hey, you know that's not you, uh, whatever it was, you know, um, and that. The opinions of those who are here, like, like like this is a home anyway. Yeah. So why would they know? You know, and 
-hmm. That's good. Do you have any like certain verses or anything that you keep in mind that help you in those moments, or you know, or like thoughts? I mean, maybe you don't even know the specific verse, but like concepts or names that you know God has said mm -hmm. in the Bible to help you, or I mean, what comes I mean, to your mind? You always say that there's no condemnation in Christ, yeah. you know, and like for that, like they won't. That's right, and you know. It's such an interesting verse because, you know, it's one of those things where you hear it a lot and, and sometimes it doesn't always hit you, but when it does, like, you, it's, it's such a relief. And I think it's one of those things where you have to equip yourself with that. Mm -hmm. And you have to really put that into practice. So, like, hey, like, 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 there's no condemnation in any of this, mm. you know, and you can't, you can't sit in that fear, you know, and, like, kind of like that, what that question was earlier, like, like, like the, you know, a religion of fear, like, like, it's mm. not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So you can't let that get to you. It's good, man. And I think that's so good. I think I struggle with the same thing. In yeah. fact, I used to have Romans 8 1 written out and put in my truck. Um, and I just looked at it constantly. Mm -hmm. uh, and it sounds so nerdy, but I, I needed that. Because I, I just tend, I to this day struggle with shame. You know, I'll think about things that happened five years ago and let it just eat me alive like it just yeah. happened yesterday. Yep. We have this tendency to let people. Let something else tell us who we are, right? We're always looking to things to tell us who we are. So maybe it's a job. That's why we tend to idolize things. It's just my own personal thought. So, you know, I am a teacher. So I'm a teacher. That's who I am. I'm a teacher. Well, what happens when you lose your job? You're not a teacher anymore. Then where are you? Right. You know, I am so-and-so's husband. I am so-and-so's boyfriend. So what happens if, Lord forbid, something happens in Right. Uh, so the way I look at it is if I'm going to take my identity regardless, if I'm going to, my heart's going to constantly search for a name to tell me who I am, why not take it from the person who created me? Mm. Why not take my identity from the one who, like you said, knows me That's right. more than anyone else? So sometimes I literally will out loud say those things to me. So I'll say things like, no condemnation in Christ. Uh, no, you know, I'm a high priest. I'm a co-heir of Christ. Um, you know, I'm the temple I'm forgiven, you know, and it, it sounds crazy, man, but but we need to remind ourselves of that. And I think that's the plug here. Why it's so important to know the Word of God and to read the Bible. Yeah. Because what happens if you don't know it and someone tells you who you are and then they say, oh, by the way, God thinks the same thing. So you don't know it. I'm like, you're condemned. You're scum. You'll never get over it. And you're like, God thinks so too. Mm. You don't know the Bible. If you don't know, then all of a sudden it's, the person the creator has told you does that make sense so it's like so important to know that and the world's going to do that man i hate to say it but there are people that are going to claim to speak for god that are going to give you a false identity hmm. right that's scary it is man that's why we have to know the bible you know i think people don't i think sometimes we this is off topic a little but you know the bible becomes boring if you don't think it has a purpose but if you hmm. actually that's take good, this yeah. word of Man does not live on bread alone, but by the very word of God. And you're like, oh, that's cute. And it's like, no, man, like you you have to have this. Right, this is real. This is yeah. real. Um, I yeah. love that. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Psalm 1. Uh, go read it. And it's just a section that says, hey, I'm going to meditate on your word day and night. And when I do, I'm like a tree planted by a river, always giving its fruit in season. I never wither. And then it goes on to describe, this is what happens to those that don't. So, anyway, good stuff, man. I think you're right. we got to cling to who we are in Him. And, yeah. And, and 
if you're able to, you can look at it the other way and say, man, when I let someone else tell me who I am that's in contrast to who God says I am, who am I seeing as God? Your enemy, right? Even in that moment. So I don't know if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. You alright? Because that was a weird smile you gave me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Yeah. We can keep going. I'm in my head a lot today. We can keep... Me too, man. We can keep going. Mm -hmm. we, we don't have to move on. Let's see. I'm out of serious questions. Okay. Go for it another. Let's see. Would you rather have seven fingers in each hand or seven toes in each foot? <laughs> you know, my natural thought... This is interesting, going back to shame. At first it was like seven fingers, and I was like, no, but then people will see it. <laughs> but, but then what do you need seven toes for? That's, yeah. Can I, I control really, all these fingers? I, w I would assume so. It looks weird. I think I'm going to go seven toes. <laughs> Just for the sheer fact that you shame. wouldn't want people to yeah. see your hands. Yeah, man, which tells you something about my heart. <laughs> <laughs> what would you pick? Um... Let's see. I would probably go with uh, seven fingers just because I feel like <laughs> you know many things you can hold with seven fingers. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Like it's already impressive enough that you know you can, you can hold like when you're going to get like drinks for like 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 so they're like, not oh, extra hands, dude. No, but you, you can still like I feel like you could fit more. Really? Can I hold? I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> Because when, I mean, uh, all right, we'll one, try two, this right now. Five, hey, watch. Six, seven. <laughs> so you can so four, six, yeah, I can hold another cup. Exactly. So, that's, so you, can, you can do so many more things. Yeah. Like, you don't want to pee, I'm like, hey, look at you, seven-finger freak. <laughs> anyway. You got any more questions? Weird day, man. Weird day. Uh, let me check. Well, you got anything you've been thinking about while I'm doing this? One thing that hit me when you were talking earlier about, you know, people telling you things that, you know, may not necessarily be true in the Bible is like, you know, one of the scariest, and I said that was scary, I think one of the scariest things about that is, uh, you know, that they actually might have, like, good intentions for real, they just don't get it, and that sucks. What do you mean? Like, if they're telling you these things, and, like... They might be doing it out of good intention, like they think they're doing the right thing, but they're not. And like that's scary because like it makes it makes it makes me hurt for them, you know. Yeah. See, here's the problem with that. Like, I agree with. I guess I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's a good intention. So, I think they can think they're doing the right thing and that not come from a good intention. Because what is the good intention of telling someone they're condemned? What could possibly be the good intention of telling someone to rot in shame and that mm -hmm. God is done with you? And regardless of what. You, they won't say this, and I think this is your point, right? Yeah. This is now. This is scary. So there are Christians out there, Christians. I, you know, that's between them and God. But I do know this: that God says the way you forgive people is how you'll be forgiven, right? That there's, that's terrifying. So if you're going around telling people that someone is uh, identified by a mistake they've made, mm -hmm. and that's who they are, they they cannot repent then you, you ready for this? You are denying the power of the gospel. And you are denying the power of Jesus Christ. And you are denying the power of the cross. Mm. Think about it. You're saying, yep, that, God can forgive all these things except what you did. Yeah. So it gets even bigger than that. And so, yes, I agree that it's scary. It's yeah. scary that they are so blind yeah. that they can't see that. But that's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying, I mean, even for... 
I don't know, man. I, but then it goes back to why are people, why are people like that? If they're not evil, and like you said, they just are ignorant, then it goes back to they don't know the word of God. Yeah, they just haven't. Yeah, they haven't read it. Yeah, because you you can't you can't read that and not forget. You know. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. That makes more sense. Because I think what I was doing was I was kind of like, in a sense, I was sugarcoating. I was like, well... No, no, I think think what you said made sense. I think it just, like, when I started, I was kind of unpacking it a little more. Sure. So I think you're right on. I think that is scary that they can think they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But your heart shows, man. And that's... What scares me about that is... And I do know the hurt part. I just said this the other day. You know, there's people... It always makes me, so say somebody doesn't forgive me for something I've done in the past. People think it's this selfishness all the time. I'm like, I demand that you forgive me, and it isn't, man. What it, what, the reason I get so mad is because what they're saying about the gospel. Because if, they, if they're doing that to me, so say they're not forgiving me and they're condemning and shaming. Yeah. What are they telling other people that the gospel is? Hmm. What are they telling other people that forgiveness and salvation or repentance is? Does that make sense? No, it does, and like that, yeah, it's terrifying because like it's just leading people in the wrong direction. And here it leads you to feel sorry for them too. Most of the time, unless they're narcissists, they're living under the weight of that too, mm. and they're lying to themselves, yeah. right? The masquerade. So I can't tell anyone that I've done this, this, and this because clearly God would never forgive that, mm. right? Whatever that is. Right. Maybe we're being too weird, and people aren't going to get this, but I think if you get it. You know, you're going to understand, I guess, yeah. what, what we're saying. I keep thinking oh, that's good. I like, I like the further elaboration on that. Mm-hmm. That was good. And that's something that, you know, I don't know, I had other questions, but I was going to just kind of keep this conversation on. Man, I think that's a constant struggle for me. Uh, it's almost like sometimes I'm afraid I don't live under the full freedom of the gospel because... It's, and we talked about this a lot, it's too good to be true, and because nobody will actually say it. Like, no one will tell you that, that, that it's true. It's going to sound weird. So, like, how can I be saved when I keep messing up in the same way? Mm-hmm. So then, even though I say I believe it in my own, and I'll tell you, and I believe it for you, I don't believe it for me. Yeah, yep. It's like I'm an exception to the rule. I get that. Entirely. That makes sense. I do the same thing. Yeah. Wonder why that that's is. that's one thing that I've also realized the more I've been reading is like how like confident they were in it like like they knew like they were like like who's they, they? just like, like Paul yeah and I just I don't know man there's something about like I just how they just knew it's hard to explain knew who like, they were exactly like they did and like and like they believed in that and like they just went mm. yeah dude <laughs> well here's here's some encouragement because I agree but but did they. Like, you think of Romans 7. If you haven't read it, go read it. We talk about it a lot. Paul's sitting there saying, like, oh, I'm scum. Like, right before he says there's no condemnation in Christ and thanks be to God, he says, what a wicked man I am or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. who? Now I'm going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it. His exact wording, but... <clears throat> and I guess to encourage you, kind of, so like he says, Romans 7, um... Yeah, he said, well, what a wretched man I am. 
So like in that moment, his feeling is he feels like I'm a, I'm wretched, I'm nothing. And then it's almost like we're reading him thinking this through. He goes, "What a wretched man I am! Like, who's going to rescue me from this?" Don't we say that? I'm scum. I'm too far gone. And then it's yeah. like he's talking. He's reminding himself, "No, I thank God through Jesus Christ the Lord." Then he comes back. So then with my mind, I'm a I'm a slave. I'm a slave to the law of God. Ah, oh, my flesh. I'm a slave to the law of sin. And then he goes, no, therefore no condemnation now exists to those in Christ Jesus because the Spirit's law of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. So I guess, or Peter, right? If Peter really knew who he was, why did he constantly disobey? And here's the crazy mm-hmm. thing. Acts tells it, or Paul tells us, and it says in Acts too, that even after Peter preached, 3,000 were saved, he's the rock of the church, he's doing all this. Paul had to go confront him because he was still not being that bold and was kind of trying to, like, if you were a Jew, he'd be like, yeah, I just follow all the Jewish laws. And then he ordered the Gentiles, he's like, you're free, you don't have to do this. But I don't do it. Like, Paul's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, we're seeing them through the lens of the amazing things they did. Mm-hmm. But what if the only difference between them and us is that they kept, they kept clinging even when it was hard? And, and we're seeing them from the outside. We're not seeing the struggles they had inside. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. Does it? Yeah. I mean, that, I say that, that to encourage you. No, yeah. for, to encourage you. Because I think that all the time, too. I'm like, ugh. But it's like, man, maybe. Like, what would I think about AJ if I was reading him in the Bible? Like, how did that guy do that, man? Mm. He doesn't come from this background. Here, How did he have the faith to do that? Right. But in our own mind, it's never enough. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just ramble. No, no. I mean, it makes a lot more sense to me now. Because, like, when I'm like when I look at it, because I wish I could remember specific things I see, but I, I, I struggle with that. Sorry. So, like, just I see certain lines, like the way they they say it. Like, I, so I bold. Exactly. And like, I'm like, man, I don't ever say that. Like, I don't, I don't sit there and be like, you know, I am, you know, this. Oh, that. for yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. And, like, it's just weird, because I'm like, man, there is so much more. I was say, because I've heard you say some pretty bold stuff before that. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but when it pertains to me, it's... That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that struggle, I guess, inside. Cool. Well, I think that's pretty much it. A bit of an odd episode today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a weird one, so I hope you guys, you know, can get something from this one, because, yeah, I know for me, it's been a struggle with me today, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> we don't want you to be real in real talk. Right. So, please don't. Hey, one reminder for you guys is that the plan would be March 7th, this this Thursday. Uh, we'll go live again, yep. 8.30. I think that's what we've decided. It seems like a good time. So we'll be going live around 8.30. Could be a little little after, just because depending on how long it takes us to get on live. But we'd love for you to join us this Thursday, uh, March 7th. Um, started at 8.30. We tend to go an hour and a half. Last yeah. week we went hour and like 40 minutes but it's because of a great conversation yeah it was awesome uh we're trying no promises because we've accidentally fibbed a hundred times but we were planning on trying to have a guest here on with us if not we'll be here that's right and we love interacting with you guys um if this blessed you in any way if you enjoyed it would you do us a favor and either first of all like the page like our church's page at Mm -hmm. the remnant if you haven't done that um not even because it really, but we don't get anything from that. But yeah. it helps us to reach other people. Right. And you know how Facebook algorithms and all that work, whatever. Yeah. Also, um, something else I was going to say that I can't remember. 
Um, share it? Share it. That's it. Thank nice. you. Yeah, share the video uh, if it blessed you in some way. And just so you guys know, what we say this all the time, we are the Remnant Church here in Whitley County, uh, Columbia City, Indiana. We have service every Sunday. Uh, we have a free meal, community time, from 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, every Sunday. And then immediately following that from 6 to 7.15, till 7.15-ish, we have our, our actual worship service uh, with worship and a message. Yep. So we'd love to see you. Come check it out. Other than that, I don't have anything to you. No, just thank you guys so much. You know, I like to, you know, I just appreciate you guys so much because I know for me it's been great just being able to, you know, try to put my thoughts on this, you know, in front of you guys, especially live. Uh, come join us live because it's 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 uncomfortable at times, but it's so fun and like it just it just it's it's made me grow so much. So thank you guys so much. I love I love it. You guys are awesome. And I appreciate you more and love it more than him. So, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Hey, have a great day and God bless you.